0: Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show.
1: I've I've always been enamored with handwriting because I, I had back in the day. I'm not sure how many of your listeners will will remember this, but I had I had a Newton, uh, the Newton Message Pad that Apple first came out with, and that was a personal digital assistant. Google has has been very successful for me, and that was a, a huge improvement when that came.
0: Welcome back to another episode of iPad Pros. On this episode, I'm joined by my old co-host of the iPad Possibilities Podcast. That was the very first podcast I did back from 2010 to 2011. John currently uses the iPad these days for fiction writing, off-road GPS driving, and photo editing. We also discuss his history with the iPad, iPad OS 15, and his experiences upgrading from the iPad Mini 5th generation to the XDR iPad Pro. Before we dive into that discussion, I want to share officially on the podcast that you can now subscribe to iPad Pros in Apple Podcasts for $5.99 a month or $59.99 a year. This provides you early access to the episodes plus monthly releases of the iPad Possibilities podcast, Director's Cut, iPad Historia, and iPad Ponderings. All these bonus shows will drop the first week of every month. Sadly, Apple Podcasts doesn't offer any individual show options So it is currently only this bundle that Apple calls channels. But if you do want this content, it is the cheapest way to get access to everything. Just open up the Apple Podcast app and search for iPad Pros to find the show and subscribe. For an even better experience, you can also support the podcast at patreon.com slash iPad Pros the Patreon has the benefit of being the only service that will let me offer embedded chapter markers in the MP3s. It also has more granular options with what level you'd like to support the show at. You can also put the RSS feed from the Patreon in any podcast client. So if you're a fan of Overcast or Downcast or another app, this is the way to go. Get episodes early with chapter markers for as little as $1.30 a month over patreon.com slash Finally, if you haven't left a review yet, I'd really appreciate a few minutes of your time if you could just open up the Apple Podcast app to leave a review. These reviews really help Apple's algorithms to show this podcast more in search, helping others discover the show. My sincere thanks to everyone that has left a review or support the podcast on Patreon or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. With that, here's my interview with John. Enjoy. Hi, John. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Tim. Long time uh, since we've done one of these.
0: Yeah, it's good hearing your voice again. It's been uh, probably about 10 years or so, 2011, I'm not sure, maybe a little bit after that. But uh, yeah, we used to do the iPad Possibly's podcast back in the day when the iPad was a youngin, only a year yeah. too old, and the Patreon supporters and the Apple Podcast subscribers can get access to um, releasing those episodes uh, as a re-release now, and uh, this voice will sound familiar to you, <laughs> so... Uh, it's been a while Uh, the ipad has uh, evolved quite a bit since then Um, we now have much better keyboards on the ipad Uh, (laughs) so uh first off i just want to just ask what's your evolution been for the ipad you know since that original model and i forget if the ipad 2 had been around when we were podcasting i think probably but what models have you you know, upgrade between, and how's your kind of usage shifted over the years from the iPad to the Mac, and and that whole kind of story.
1: Um, my Mac usage is is you know uh, relatively unchanged through the years, um, but you know my iPad usage has uh, has evolved, and uh, and as the iPad has evolved, um, I first I, I bought the first gen iPad. I actually had that for a while. I ended up selling it to a friend who was doing something where he had overseas friends that that wanted i guess one of those first iPads that were a little less uh locked down, shall we say?
0: Oh with jailbreaking. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And okay. so uh,
0: that's something that's changed over the years like I used to jailbreak all the time and now there's it, it's both harder and there's less of a need to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up buying um an an uh, I think it was a, I think it's a 4th gen iPad uh, iPad 4.
0: The first uh, lightning uh model.
1: Yeah. Uh, which I still have I actually use it as a digital photo frame
0: oh wow it's still uh I guess you're plugged in most of the time for the battery at this point yeah yeah
1: yeah it it it's the battery still runs a while but uh, yeah I keep it plugged in most yeah. of the time
0: yeah the 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 original os has had a little photo frame button on it if uh, everyone remembers that
1: yeah and, and there' are some apps um, that allow it to be used as a photo frame that are a little bit a little bit better than the original right um, yeah iPhoto yeah so uh yeah and then from there I I went to the first uh first generation iPad Pro 12.9 inch okay which which I loved it it was great was bigger allowed me to use it more for uh writing I do fiction writing I ended up giving it to my sister uh, primarily because I needed something smaller I, I needed something smaller because I I was looking at Using GPS in my uh, off-road truck for mapping, and the twelve point nine was just too big to it's attach to the, the dashboard.
0: The there, that thing it, it added even more to it. Yeah, yeah. something that uh, I kind of don't use it as much for these days. But the early days of the iPad, especially, I did use the GPS radios in those three G iPads all the time because back those are the heydays of TomTom Tom having like great apps for iPad. And um, what do you? use for like turn-by-turn turn on the ipad these days
1: i i use gaia okay uh, gaia, gaia gps um prim, primarily i mean they have turn turn-by-turn turn, but they also have uh, a lot of trails and stuff for off-roading
0: okay gotcha yeah yeah so
1: so that's what i i i use it for now along with um other things like Bluetooth uh, apps for uh, the refrigerator I have in my off-road truck and some of the battery monitors and stuff like that are, are Bluetooth-enabled, so I use those apps.
0: So you have a smart refrigerator? Is that a thing? Well,
1: it's, it's not a smart refrigerator. It's a, a Dometic uh, refrigerator that has a um you can turn on Bluetooth for it to to give you stats about what temperature it's at and okay. what power power it's drawing. That type of thing. Are you able
0: to adjust the coldness over the Bluetooth, or is it just a read-only kind of thing?
1: No, you can uh, you can make some adjustments. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. pretty
0: cool. And so you sold the twelve point nine. I had that one. It was well, it was a, didn't didn't sell you gave it. it, I it
1: actually, I gave it away. Gave it away. Yeah, uh, which which I kind of regretted. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, the the mini is great. I still have the mini. I it was uh I gave it away uh right around the time the, the fifth gen mini came out.
0: Okay. So, so you went from that to the mini rather than um the ten and a half inch uh when yeah, that came out. Okay. Yeah.
1: And and so um uh and I gave away my first gen Apple pencil, um naturally. But and and picked up the the Logitech Crayon okay uh, just because it was cheaper and it, that works okay but um the screen is so small to try to do anything much with handwriting i, I I've, I've always been enamored with handwriting because I, I had back in the day i'm not sure how many of your listeners will, will remember <laughs> this but i had i had a Newton, uh, the newton message pad that apple first came out with and uh and that was a personal digital assistant PDA. Yeah.
0: Remember I was talking about, I think it was fat pad or something for iPad back in the original early days or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, have always, you know, liked a, a device, wanted a device that I could, could write on and never been happy with the, the things that show up on the windows side of things.
0: Um, Has Scribble been successful for you. That seems like yanked right out of the Newton, almost.
1: Yeah, it is. Scribble has has been very successful for me, and that was a, a huge improvement when that when that came. And so uh, I, I was able to use the mini more for uh, some handwriting stuff, but but still, uh, you know, found the screen size to be rather limited as to to what you know I can do with it. Very happy to say that I'm now have a 2021 20, 12.9 inch, um, which I'm. I'm loving. It's certainly a huge improvement over my first gen. Um, I know a lot of people say, oh, well, it's no huge improvement over the 2020 or the 2018. But for those of us who didn't have either <laughs> of those, um, you know, it's a it's a, a, a great a great uh, great iPad.
0: Yeah, besides the form factor improvements, you're also getting like ProMotion for the first time, the wide color gamut. You're, of course, getting the XDR display, the RAM yeah. editions, like... It's a big upgrade because the second gen iPad Pro was a huge upgrade over the first with all the screen tech advancements, and then we got the form factor changes now. Uh, with this gen, you have uh, you know the internal stuff and Thunderbolt and the the, the awesome screen in that thing, right? Yeah, so right. It's a, yeah, huge jump. Um, uh, magic keyboard with it, Apple Pencil,
1: uh, both, both, yep. And I'm loving the Magic keyboard, space gray keyboard. <laughs> Where'd you go yep. white? Okay, yeah. No, I didn't didn't go white. Didn't yeah, go
0: white. takes a lot of guts to go white on that keyboard, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah well some of the things uh you know i i mentioned before that i i have used my ipads for for fiction writing and and going back to a big screen and a big keyboard uh although i did use a you know a regular like a, the apple keyboard bluetooth keyboard with the mini on um, yeah. occasion but uh you know it, it just still was a little small to really do much of the way of writing uh and i often just revert back to the to the macbook you know now now with the magic keyboard uh, writing is a, a whole new thing with split screen and all these other things that really work so well with the larger screen
0: yeah i imagine the mini doesn't do split screen nearly as well um like two little no. <laughs> next to each other the mini 5 yeah. is the current generation mini is that right yes okay yes and uh what app do you find yourself using for fiction writing is it scrivener or do you use a different app
1: i use scrivener mostly, although. Uh, I'm also uh, I'm in a critique group and I also have have been working with a a woman who's published several books and helping her do some editing and rewriting of of some of her stuff. And and so I I end up using Word uh, for a lot of that for revisions and stuff like that, which, you know, has been on the MacBook. But I actually did a a short piece uh, just this last week in Word on the iPad and and that was okay although it's a little different. yeah. Um, I I'm not sure if I can make some adjustments to make it more like it was on the MacBook but uh it kind of hides my comments and things like that. Uh doesn't hold hold them open in the right hand column like it does on the MacBook. And apparently that happens when I send the piece off to other people too is that is that the comments are are hidden until you like hmm. select each one.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Now, is this the first time you've used a trackpad with your iPad, or did you use it with the Mini with an external trackpad?
1: You know, I, I do have a trackpad, um, the Apple trackpad, that I, I think I use once or twice. Yeah. But uh, most of the time, I would use a mouse. It just seemed more convenient for the size factor mm-hmm. um, for the Mini. So uh, but again, I mean, it's it's like night and day going to something like the Magic Keyboard because it's just always there. It's always ready to go as opposed to, oh, I do I want to do this on the mini and have to get out the Bluetooth keyboard and get out the mouse and, and do all that? Or or do I just turn to the MacBook? So, you know, yeah, that's that's a big a big thing for me is that screen size and that availability of the Magic Keyboard. And uh, I'm sure that. Mm-hmm. You know, the 11-inch is probably just as good for for people who like, you know, that that size. But the Mini is just too small.
0: <laughs> was it the screen tech that made you want to go with the 12.9 or you just wanted to, let's go big, I've been on this Mini too long, I'm kind of feeling it. it?
1: It was just the size. I loved the, the original nine 12.9-inch uh, that I had. The screen size was just great. The fact that split screen gives you Essentially, two mini size windows. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it is just just phenomenal. Um, you know, I, I seriously considered the eleven. I, I saw a bunch of stuff on YouTube where people compared it, and they'd either pick one or the other. And I looked at it, and um, and so I, I really sit, said to myself, I I think that the screen size is better. Certainly, the screen technology was a factor, but it was much much lower on the list.
0: Um, okay yeah
1: i i do i do or i will be i've i tried it with the mini and it and it was not super successful um photo editing um because uh, i do i do take um photos i'm kind of a serious amateur okay. and uh you know i i i rigged up actually with the with the first ipad pro i had i rigged up a way of using the the lightning port with a card reader that had an external power source plugged into it (laughs) and all kinds of things to, to, to make that work. And, and I even took that on some trips uh, out of the country to be able to uh, load up files and be able to review them with with the iPad. But it was, it was uh, not easy. Let me put it that way. Now with, with uh, the, the Thunderbolt port and, or even, you know, with the, earlier iPad Pros with the USB-C port, it's so much easier to do that.
0: So, Do you just hook your camera directly up to the iPad these days, or do you have some kind of dock that you uh, hook into?
1: I just hook up a a card reader. Uh, My camera is a little long in the tooth, Uh, so um, I actually am am now reinvigorated in my photography and looking to upgrade my camera equipment.
0: Nice, Um, yeah.
1: So... I am gonna be doing that uh to a camera that would hook hook up better to, to the iPad than the
0: older one I have. All of your iPads have been cellular models, is that right?
1: Yes. Yes. I've always wanted the GPS. Um so cellular doesn't get used a lot. The GPS gets used quite a bit. But yeah. uh yeah, yeah, I've always had cellular. So I, I was actually using cellular on the on the ipad mini i thought about disabling it but i'm still going to be using it for my off-road truck for mapping so i'll probably still consider it because it's it's useful when you're driving around town to be able to get something up to date but
0: yeah they finally enabled it at some point over the past 10 years uh the ipad is a hotspot finally so we can do that yeah yeah and the battery's a bit bigger than the iphone (laughs) and yeah uh, but I,
1: i i got the cellular on the new one and actually uh the, the rebates, I, I mean, I, I'm not even sure if they're still doing it, but it seemed like uh, AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint were all doing some kind of rebate.
0: Yeah, that's killer. It's basically free, almost free uh, upgrade, and uh, they're doing the yeah. rebates on the lower-cost iPads. So the 329 iPad, there's the same $200 rebate on a $129 upgrade, which is uh, just free money at that point. So, yeah. It's great. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. They've slowly been increasing the price of sellers from like one twenty nine to one fifty, now it's two hundred, so they've been increasing it. So it's good that we got a rebate this time around.
1: Yeah. It's uh these these iPads are getting pretty expensive, but they're just such great devices. They really are. Yeah, I just enjoy working on it so much.
0: You know, ten years ago, if I told you, oh, Apple's going to add trackpad support, and you know, a lot of people may actually say the trackpad works better than it does on the Mac with it adapting to the app it's in. Do you have thought I was a bit crazy saying that? <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, I, I would have. I it it seemed it seemed like the keyboard was an afterthought back then.
0: Yeah. Cause uh, Uh, it was basically designed for the other, I think it was designed for the iPad that had two dock ports on it that we'd never mm gotten. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so, um, you know, it did seem like kind of an afterthought. So to actually see that the keyboard was, you know, part and parcel of, of the experience and and as well as a trackpad. Yeah. I kind of would have said not likely Tim.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I would have been wrong. So,
0: yeah. Uh, How's it, Change like how you use the, the ipad are you hooking up to display external displays at all are you you know text editing is probably easier like what kind of you know visible changes has it seen for you
1: well the the text editing is is much much better you know having having the ability to use finger apple pencil and keyboard you know kind of interchangeably uh is is super great so i mean it really it really fulfills kind of a, the potential of of this kind of easy to use device in so many different ways
0: yeah and so you mentioned fiction writing how how else are you using the ipad these days what other things are you doing with it and like is it your primary computer you mentioned you have a mac as well like what's it what role does it serve in your life these days
1: yeah it's uh, i wouldn't say it's my primary computer at least not yet um you know i'm moving from the mini um which I still find myself picking up at different times to, you know, use for entertainment purposes. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I'm moving more and more to getting used to having the big iPad to use. Um, I still, when I'm sitting at my desk, of course, I have a, a work computer sitting at my desk. I have my my MacBook Pro there, and and so you know, I turn to that a, a number of times, but. Now I find myself turning to the other side of the desk where the iPad is and, and using that a whole lot more. I, I suspect within the next six months, it will be the primary um, com- computing device I, I use uh, for my own stuff. But particularly as I, as I uh, do more with photography and, you know, it's just the screen is so great and it's so intuitive to, to be able to do like editing with the pencil um, I also find myself doing a, a lot more um, things like diagramming and flowcharts and things like that uh, for work. I can't, uh, you know, I can't take what I did and and take it to work. But what I can do is I can I can put ideas and notes down on it that I can then refer to, you know,
0: when I'm doing something for work. Are you using OmniGraffle or just a more simple app to? sketch those ideas out
1: well you know i i I had been using omnigraffle um a great deal uh but recently with uh with pencil support uh i find myself using uh a lot of times something like nebo um, or even even uh apple notes just because they have so much more power to to jot down some kind of readable uh, diagram or something.
0: Yeah. Any other like favorite apps that you want to mention kind of bring up right now?
1: Well, you know, I, although most people are, are big onto uh, things like Lightroom, I I still haven't uh, moved to Lightroom. So I I use like infinity photo. I use on one um, photo and Luminar uh, are three different photo apps that I, I use and uh, switch bef- between a lot of times. They're they're all great apps, uh, so I would uh, I'd say those were big things.
0: Does your photo library for the stuff you take with your kind of fancy older camera? Do they live in the iCloud photo library, or do you have kind of a separate you know file system or some kind of management app for those that are kind of separate from your personal photos?
1: Well, I, I have them actually in a in an external uh, SSD that I have been plugging into my MacBook. Yeah, which now I am going to start plugging into my (laughs) iPad. Um, so yeah, so the, the photos live there. Um, I actually got a one terabyte, uh, iPad pro. So I'm going to, at least when I travel, have a lot of ability to store stuff, um, on the iPad itself.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah. And it's, uh, it's going to be wonderful, actually, uh, to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, and you'll if you did use the photos app at all for some of the stuff. I don't know. Um, you can now like edit the metadata to add GPS coordinates and stuff to the photos. I'm not sure if part of your editing workflow does that part for you in any of the apps that you use for that.
1: Yeah, some of them do, and and uh, certainly that's. Also, something else I'm looking forward to in getting a newer camera is something that will connect Bluetooth to my phone and get the GPS from my phone, so it'll be there from the start. Oh,
0: nice! Yeah, yeah. For uh, the fiction writing, have you um, have you gone all the way with like exporting it, like as an EPUB and publishing it, and doing that from the iPad, or is it kind of just for personal um, no, like a I, hobby I, type I, thing?
1: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't published yet. I, I certainly have have um, played around with exporting an ePub but not an entire manuscript yet just some chapters so that's that's on the horizon for me is is uh i'm working on finishing uh, a second second novel that uh, i'm hoping is good enough that i feel i could i can publish
0: it yeah i'm curious like the workflows on that these days i know back 10 years ago ibooks author was the tool i used because that was just so dead simple now that's kind of dead we have pages which does simpler books which is probably more appropriate for what you're doing and believe you can upload directly from there to um the bookstore i'm not quite sure the whole workflow end of uh publishing these days
1: yeah i i, I need to get into that um i i have watched uh, some YouTubes and and done a little research on on that. And uh, there's a number of you know apps that you can use to get you there. But there's actually one app that name escapes me at the moment. Uh, that is a little pricey, but it it does such a marvelous job that it's it's probably worth it if if I actually think I'm going to have several several novels to uh, to get paid to offset the cost of the
0: the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there any apps on iPad that don't exist that you kind of wish existed, you know, apps that you still need to go back to your Mac for? Or are you just kind of still transitioning to iPad just because you've been on the mini so long, you don't have kind of the infrastructure of of apps yet built up for you?
1: Well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to trying uh, some of the apps that, allow you to do uh video on the ipad um is it luminar
0: luma fusion is the big one luma yeah that's LumaFusion, getting some, yeah. some big updates this summer they're gonna have like multicam editing pretty soon editing from external drives a lot of good stuff this summer
1: yeah i'm, I'm looking to to try that on the pro soon um and move away from i, I haven't done many videos but a few that i've done i've, I've done on the On the MacBook, and uh, I think they'd be a lot more fun doing on the iPad.
0: Oh, for sure. So, uh, 10, 11 years ago, uh, the A4 chip was the very first Apple silicon chip. It was in the iPad. That's the very first device Apple made a chip for. And now, uh, 2021, we've got the M1, which is further evolution of that. It's an iPad Pro chip inside. Uh, the mac and that ipad pro chip is also now in the ipad pro <laughs> and uh, i know you wanted to talk a little bit about kind of the reaction of the internet uh, freaking out about uh, i guess probably more so the m1 branding more than the m1 itself because the m1 is basically an a14x is kind of what it is and that the fact yeah that ipad os doesn't really take advantage of the chip or i think the bigger complaint for some is the 16 gigabytes of ram and what's that doing in there um
1: <laughs> right well you know I... You know, being somebody who didn't have an iPad when when the twenty twenty one was announced, uh, didn't have an iPad Pro, I should say, and um, had experienced an iPad Pro, so knew I wanted to get back into an iPad Pro. I, I'd actually been thinking about it for probably six months before um, before the announcement, um, and I almost bought the twenty twenty a couple times, but um, I. I told myself to hold off and and i'm glad i did um but you know to to have some buddy on the internet start to talk about oh well i'm so disappointed in the announcement because um you know the ipad uh, doesn't now allow you to fly to the moon you know it's it was just like these 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 tech so many of these tech reviewers on on youtube were like are, are so spoiled you know um uh, there were one or two of them that actually admitted that that that's where they were coming from. But, but, you know, they are so spoiled. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's, 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 it, I, I, I do it and it's no faster than my 2020 or even my 2018. And it's like, yeah, but you have those. That doesn't mean that the new device isn't, you know, at least as good as you thought that one was. It's actually better. It's just not that much better. And, you know, they would ad- advise people, you know, not to get the 2021. And and granted, I mean, if, if money was tight and you wanted to get a 2018 model that was, you know, less be- discounted because it was used or something, more power to you, you know, get what you can. But I look at this thing and I say, you know, there was no way I would have bought an earlier model for hundreds of dollars less because it's old tech. You know, I, I, I guess I'm always one of these people that think that you need to buy something that you're going to live with for many years, you know, it's, and, and that's what I think these reviewers are, are spoiled in that they don't have to live with these devices for multiple years. So why would I buy a 2020 when a 2021 gives me more years of life? I think, um, you know, before, before it, it needs to be replaced and, the same, the same thing happened when they announced iPadOS 15. And everybody was so disappointed in WWC that they didn't have, you know, pro apps released by Apple, which I still think will happen. I, I think that it was just not designed to happen at WWDC. I think they want to get iPadOS 15 out there for a while and then look at releasing other apps to take advantage of it. But, you know, yeah, I... There were several things rumored that didn't come out that I would have been very happy for, but it's still, it's still a good update. There's still many good things about it. And yet, you know, you had all these people, oh, I didn't get this. I didn't get that. I didn't get, it's like, you know, you're spoiled. You're just
0: spoiled. Yeah. Um, and uh, remind everyone it was a pandemic year of building these software updates entirely from home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Really. And it, it so. kind of reminds me of, um, so the Air 2 was released uh, October of 2014 and it uh, had two gigabytes of RAM in that thing. Uh, that was up from the one gigabyte before. We were saying, what where are they going to use all that RAM for? It's, it's way too much RAM. You don't need that much. And then uh, think. <laughs> Uh, that was the first device that uh, a little bit under a year later in that following fall would have uh, the first duration of multitasking that launched with the iPad Pros. Um, so that was like the first non-iPad Pro Pro <laughs> that could handle that stuff. And it's also still some seven years later supported by iPadOS 15. So I, I say this 16 gigabyte iPad Pro and even the 8 gigabyte, has at least 10 years of headroom in it to run well into the next decade
1: yeah a- absolutely you know and I, I think in three or four years we may find that you know yeah the newest ipad os will run on on these older ipads but you know to to use these features you need 16 gigabytes of ram you know that's <laughs> yep. that's probably what's going to happen yep. And, you know so and i think i'm i'm ready so um and and quite frankly, I think that currently, I mean, I, the app limit is five gigabytes per app. But does that mean that I can run, you know, three apps using five gigabytes at the same time that somebody else
0: couldn't? Yeah, I mean, they've... Um... The Files app will definitely keep running longer for offloading SD cards, which is great. It won't crash in the background anymore. So I think we're already experiencing some of the RAM benefits uh, for sure. And um, iPadOS 15 beta 2 has enabled entitlement requests for more RAM access. So Procreate and apps that need it can ask for it. And we'll start getting some more heavy-duty apps that can take advantage of all that RAM. So that'll be great. Yeah. Definitely. are you running any of the betas or are you on just the 14 let's stay stable until the fall
1: you know i i i wanted to wait to beta 2 and that, that was just released so i'm going to upgrade to that i haven't just yet but uh but i, I was like waiting all week for beta 2 to come out
0: yeah friday <laughs> um, of all days right
1: yeah so um so i i will be doing that i've been you know trying to keep up on on what people are experiencing i haven't heard many issues with beta one
0: pretty good so far uh had some bluetooth qualms with beta one beta two mostly has those fixed and yeah uh, that was the biggest thing for me um but apps are running fine and battery life has been great even in my 12 mini and yeah
1: so uh uh, let me ask you this um since you've upgraded uh do you know how difficult it is to go downgrade back is it it's a complete reset isn't it
0: uh i think it's pretty simple you may need to use your mac to go back in time <laughs> um the biggest uh thing to keep in mind if anyone listening is doing this are you john are doing this uh have a ipad 14 backup handy because you can't mm-hmm. um you can't put an ios 15 backup on an ios 14 os that's the biggest thing so you may need to back up through uh itunes or the yeah. or the finder i guess now right um to keep that handy so it doesn't overwrite it in icloud
1: yeah that's 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 what i'm going to do i actually have a a trip coming up in in july and so you know i i, I want to make sure that i don't upgrade to a beta that would <laughs> that would make my ipad unusable for that trip um without being able to get back to 14 if i need to so yeah
0: The other uh, big thing that I was experiencing, it seems to be an iCloud relay bug that um, they have fixed, it would appear, is uh, iMessages was (laughs) not uh, authenticating properly, so I get booted out of that. Uh, I I restored my... uh, (laughs) iPhone a couple times get that fixed and um, I later discovered that just by turning off iCloud Relay that that would in fact just fix the issue um, I was having but in beta 2 it seems that I can have Cloud Relay on and everything's good and I'll be getting alerts occasionally that iCloud Relay has been turned off so I think Apple's getting smarter about turning it off when it's uh, messing things up and turning it back on when it's good to go so that's a good good sign of, of improvement there yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to testing that out out of the announced features, what has you most excited? Is it focus mode or the widgets or um, app library or what, what about, you know, multitaskings and revamps? What about 15 are you most excited for?
1: Um, I'm excited about the the changes to multitasking. I've often found sometimes... It difficult to to utilize multitasking the way I want to. Um, yeah. So I I think that those changes will will just make it e- even easier. Uh, I'm excited about Quick Notes.
0: That has been such a delight, John. <laughs> it's so good. Tell, yeah.
1: tell me about it. Tell me about it. What have you used it for?
0: Um, so I've used it. Uh, the other night we were getting food and pulled up a quick note over the menu and was taking notes. And as I tapped the button for uh, ordering the food on the iPad, that quick note followed me to the phone app and I had the order right in front of me. And it's just so handy having this little floating window like system-wide that I can summon in any, you know, orientation. If it's, you know, touch or keyboard or pencil mm-hmm. and it's, it's pretty Darn handy and the ability to link it to like web pages I've done a couple times. I need to dive more into that. You can like highlight text and it'll like put that in the note, but just it just like opens up multitasking in a way that gives you text system wide in this new window. So instead of just having split screen and that's pretty much it. Cause for me, slide over, I don't know about you, John, but slide over, I use it and then I get rid of it.
1: Yeah. I'm I likewise. I, 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 do it because I, I need something at the time, but I end up not keeping it, you know, over there. Um, I'm interested in seeing how the new, new slide over works. Cause you can seem to seems to be out of the way a bit more.
0: Yeah. It's basically yeah. the manage for sure. But, like picture in picture video, I'll have that up while working on stuff, and I can just move it or make it smaller as need be. And same thing with quick notes; it doesn't. It's less obtrusive than the slide over, so it's mm-hmm. you know always available text entry and wherever you are, which is just super handy. Yeah, and it will make me use the notes app, which I have not really used much these days. So it's... <laughs>
1: yeah, um, it will certainly do. You know, I've done the. Um, I don't know what they called it, but. I don't know if they called it quick note where you could tap the screen with your pencil. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right into the note. You know, I've I've used that a few times. Um, but that always seemed to be less useful than having a little, little window to do that anywhere. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And quick and, um, live text has been super cool and handy. John, I'll tell you that I,
1: that's, that looks intriguing. Um, I, I am interested in that. I, there's been many, many times when I've done international travel, or something where I wish I could figure out how to <laughs> how to understand what that word is that I can take a picture of, but I can't. Like uh, when I've been to China, it's like uh, there's no way I can figure out how to, to enter those characters <laughs> to get a dictionary definition of what that word is. Yeah. Uh, but now it's like, well, I can just pick it out of the picture I take, and and it'll allow me to look it up. So
0: yeah, and anywhere that has a text field, you know how you can long press and it'll be like copy, select, and now there's just text mm-hmm. from camera, system-wide, any text field. So like I was scratching off an old gift card I forgot to enter and I just used that to grab the numbers and boom, they were and in there and it's just, uh, it, it's enabled me to find photos that were like I thought long lost. Like I was trying to find publication dates of our old Life at Possibilities episodes. I remember me taking mm-hmm. screenshots of Stitcher who used to have those dates publicly available and they've updated their website. So they're kind of hidden now with just month, uh, dates. So I was able to search an episode title of one of our old shows and it pulled up, the screenshots that I, I, I had looked for probably 30 minutes to 40 minutes trying through just looking through the screenshots section of my photo library. I couldn't find them and, and just spotlight found them because of live text. It's, it kind of blows my that's mind. That's great. Yeah,
1: that's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying out that. I'm also looking forward to uh, doing more with widgets. You know, I, I, I enjoy them on my phone, but not having them limited to the uh, to the first screen screen. Uh, should be a lot of fun. I'm curious yeah. what
0: developers do with that this fall because dashboard apps will now be more of a thing. I think with these large scale widgets, I think that will expand beyond what widgets have been in the smaller size classes.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm actually interested to see what what some people will do. Um, you know, I mentioned I using my mini in in my off road truck. It would be useful to not take up the full screen with one of these apps to to monitor, you know, my my uh, batteries or something like that, but that I could put them in a widget or something and have multiple of them on the screen and kind of create my own custom dashboard.
0: Do you notice the, your Bluetooth, like, fridge integrate with the batteries widget currently on iOS no. 14? It does not. Okay, it's only Apple devices mostly. Yeah. Okay. I've
1: actually tried to see if it would help me with some of my non-Apple yeah, and I know the... It doesn't really do that, but... Okay.
0: I know the DualShock 4 gets thrown in there, so they must have some kind of special entitlement. And then, yeah, in the ability with focus mode, you'll be able to swap out these widget-filled home screens to be more appropriate to what you're doing at that given time. So that's going to be handy as well. So you, you can have you know, more clean environment to work in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Have have you, have you experienced much with the focus mode?
0: Oh, it's, it's fantastic. I've got a bunch of them set up already. I have one for podcasting and it's already been super handy. So on my home screen for podcasting, I've got all the stuff I use for editing and publishing in the shows as well as recording. So I've got one that's a shortcut app icon, which is um, Skype slash drafts. And that'll open Skype and drafts and split screen. Uh, drafts is what I use. I paste in all my uh, interview question notes there, and I've Skype to do the actual interview. And I have um, one for files slash ferrite, so I can easily drag files into ferrite to do the editing. And so I've got all the things there for podcasting. And then my phone... And I've got like a world clock kind of thing with different time zones there. And then while that's going on, my phone will update and show me on its home screen... The Mac Tracker app, which I used already during this episode to look up the iPad Air 2's RAM uh, capacity. (laughs) Uh, And uh, it has a couple of uh, other reference apps that I may want to just hop into there for reference during a show as well. Got focus modes enabled for uh, sleeping. And that one on my phone will give me, like, dark noise widget. It'll give me um, Paziz, the sleep app, and uh, the music app, and just a couple other nighttime stuff. And so I've just been getting a lot of use out. I've got one for work that gives me things pertinent to to work, nice big widgets. And I normally don't have the phone app anywhere visible on my iPhone, but now I do in certain focus modes because actually... I will occasionally use it during certain times of day, but it's never been something I've wanted on my home screen. And now it is. And yeah, I've got a bunch of them. I've got one for entertainment that's like video games and and movies and stuff. And it's all about. Yeah. So it's it's funny. The focus can even be like fun stuff where it's just like I'm just going to have an entertainment focus mode where it's like, don't you know, I don't care about the bothering as much as the custom home screens, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to trying out that as well.
0: Yeah, and evidently the watch will sync with the little custom icons of focus mode. So currently, if you're using an old watch OS, as I am, it'll just show the Do Not Disturb icon. But uh, if you have a little gaming controller icon in your focus mode, that'll show up on the watch, and all the focus modes will just be there that you can switch between, um, which is cool. Hmm, Okay, look forward to that. So... If you've listened to the old episodes, iPad Possibilities, uh, you may uh, remember the It's On My Way app. And uh, you you used to do development uh, work, I remember, back in the day. And I'm curious how your progression of that has been and if the Swift Playgrounds update seems kind of interesting as a way to get into development for, you know, newbie programmers.
1: Yeah. Well, um, yeah, let me uh, kind of bring you up to date. Um, you know, I, I, I had two two partners. Um And uh, we had a couple apps in the store, nothing earth shattering or anything. Yeah, we did. We did. uh, It's on my way, which was one of the first apps that allowed you to uh, navigate, you know, from point A to point B and actually find things along the way. So uh, actually, one of my partners came up with the idea when he was driving across town and needed to get ice cream for a party and he didn't want to take it in his it was summer in phoenix and he didn't want to take it in his car the whole way uh so he wanted to find a store that was close to where he was going that he could get the ice cream at and so that's where the idea came up and so um you know it was a good
0: app at the time that has uh that has since been in iOS 15. I'm not sure if it was there before, but uh, they made it very easy to uh, now add a stop and do category uh, filtering as well as, I believe, full-out searching of the actual uh, spot. So that has been Sherlocked at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and, uh, and Google started uh, doing not quite as good as we did, but yeah, some something that I'm sure... Uh... Anyway, so... Um we all kind of went our, we, 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 continued with the, with the business, but we've kind of, it's been de-emphasized mm-hmm. and uh, actually one of, one of my partners uh, passed away a little more than a year ago. Mm, sorry. Um, so the, uh, so we're, we're working on, uh, the two of us left are working on another app now and uh swift uh swift ui has been um kind of a challenge for me in that i i didn't jump on the swift ui bandwagon when it when it first came out and so now i'm kind of scrambling to realize that i, I can't do stuff with like so much stuff with interface builder and whatnot i really need to get into swift <laughs> ui and there's of a learning curve for me, um, which uh, is a is a bit of a challenge. And playgrounds are interesting. I actually did some some tiny little Swift programming in playgrounds on the iPad when it was first uh, first announced several years ago. But more serious and allowing you to publish from there um, is certainly interesting for me. And my hope is that is that we will actually see even more available on the iPad. Um, you know, I would certainly like to see. Something like maybe an Xcode Light on uh, on the iPad, but Swift Playground playgrounds is a is a first step toward that.
0: Yeah, and evidently you'll be able to integrate UI kit stuff within Swift Playgrounds itself through some kind of package that some developers figured out is going to be possible i don't think it'll be interface builder within the hair but if you are reliant on ui kit i think there's going to be a way to put that in there which is kind of cool
1: yeah my uh my partner still um likes to code in in uh in c so you know he's he hasn't jumped into the swift coding so <laughs> yeah. we can't do everything in swift playgrounds uh, i don't believe we can right. incorporate our c code into playgrounds but um, I i should say objective c not it's not cc it's objective c um
0: but yeah, yeah. I've been going through the lessons and learning what I can of Swift, and uh, the beta isn't out yet for building apps. But I figure let me go through all the lessons they have in there to see if I can get up to speed with some basic stuff. And I'm sure they'll probably have some new lessons when the update comes out to take it to the more reality driven of okay, this is like the fun stuff of the concepts. But I'm sh- sh- hopefully they'll have some lessons of let's take those concepts and make stuff real out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I, th- I think certainly, again, the the M1 chip and the capabilities of the iPad Pro should lead people to expect that we'll see much more development tools available.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be uh, really, very cool because uh, I've heard horror stories from some developers that uh, Swift UI will have uh, Xcode, you know, at a standstill with some of these Intel Macs that just can't handle. Um, handle it like it's a very processor intensive thing and this swift playgrounds and you know live demonstrating and previewing of your app will be available on every ipad even the lowest end one i don't think it'll be a big intensive processor thing so it makes coding available to a great number of more people out there
1: you know uh, if you think about it um swift Playgrounds and being able to actually create a an executable application, as well as all of the capability that has been put into shortcuts, you really can do some incredible things on the iPad uh, these days. And it's it's we again thinking back ten or eleven years from when we were doing the iPad possibilities podcast, it was like kind of almost unknown that you could do this kind of of creative work, um, and development work on, on the iPad itself, you know, yeah. it was always, it was even, I think at that time you, you, we were still, we were doing some creative stuff, but you know, it was still had been targeted more at, at being a consuming device as opposed to a create creation device and
0: uh yeah we had a uh, iMovie and GarageBand but it was very basic kind of like this is what you want to do after you get home from your family vacation kind of stuff rather than the higher end kind of yeah. creation and um yeah yeah iWork and Keynote those were there from day one they had the keyboard dock to kind of sell creation but it was still very early days with the whole creation aspect of of the iPad
1: yeah there's there's just so much now that can be done it's, it's truly a, a different world than it was when it was first started. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, Thunderbolt has really opened up just like, uh, I have a Thunderbolt dock now, and it's really cool having all these ports I can just plug into, it and it's super reliable. Uh, on the USB-C, um, I had a, like, like a lower-end USB-C dock that was kind of just sketchy with, like, everything working properly and now with thunderbolts and having a little bit more better components within that it seems to be much more a reliable system to have uh ports on your ipad finally
1: yeah uh... Did you do a lot of research before you got your Thunderbolt dock? Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, many hours. Worth. I ended up with the uh, OWC uh, their Thunderbolt four dock, so it is one of the few four docks out there, and um, most of them are backordered. Uh, this one uh, was backordered, but it shipped rather quickly. So,
1: yeah, I need to I need to bite the bullet and and get one of those. Uh, I'd been thinking about getting one of those for my for my MacBook Pro, but didn't really have. I, I have a I think two thunderbolt drives but for the most part i you know have four four (laughs) four thunderbolt ports built in so i kind of just kept using those but uh now with the ipad um big thunderbolt it would be very advantageous to have a dock that i could plug more than one thing in and and still retain you know very fast speed either from uh from my us usb uh See um, Gen what is it three point one Gen two or whatever that gives pretty decent speeds or or an actual Thunderbolt drive.
0: Yeah, one of the things I was running up against is I have Apple's Bluetooth uh, Magic Keyboard two and Magic Trackpad two, and on the USB C dock when I plug them in wired. They were still only connecting through Bluetooth. Uh, it wasn't oh, the great no right output. I guess it might need to be bus powered or something, but I'm I'm not quite sure because I even powered the dock and the power to see if that would fix it. But no. And uh, the Thunderbolt docket, they both connect over USB, uh, which is important when Bluetooth can be flaky on the betas at times. And um, yeah, but and. It, it's super nice just being able to plug these things in wired. And if I did have a Mac, I could just move the dock from one computer to the other and just use these same keyboards and it'd just be a wired connection um, over whatever computer I'm hooked up to. Um, so mm-hmm. that's really nice. And um, the audio output, this has been the first time I've really used it. Uh, I'm using it right now to record this podcast. Most time I've used a um, USB-C to a 3.5 cable that plugs into my Zoom, but this uh, recording here, I'm doing through the Thunderbolt dock and it's been it's been fantastic. It's been more um reliable than the cable. Uh the cable would occasionally decide to raise or lower the volume uh magically uh just at will. <laughs> and uh the Thunderbolt uh, dock has been super stable and sounding great the entire time. And so that's been a nice uh, addition as well.
1: Well good. Good good to hear that there's uh a good solution out there because i need to get one
0: yeah and i was kind of surprised at the size of this thing it's smaller i um one of my old jobs i had i got one of the owc docks that was the last generation i think it was thunderbolt three or maybe two probably three and it was substantially bigger uh, i think They've somehow shrunken down based on what ports are in there and offering more of the Thunderbolt 4 ports within it and maybe getting rid of some of the less necessary ports. It's it's not, it's not much more portable, even though you do need external power than the older ones had. And then uh, the last thing I'll say is it is now my best iPad charger in the house. It charges up my iPad <laughs> uh, super fast yeah when i'm plugging so that's another plus so things that we hoped for in ipad os 15 one of the things that people complain about was external monitor support was this something you were hoping for this year or are you good with how it is right now
1: no i i i certainly would have enjoyed to have better monitor support um i don't do much with connecting a monitor but if if it had better support, I probably would.
0: Yeah, if Apple's looking at analytics for oh, no one's using external monitors, I think a lot more people would have been good well, because you don't
1: give yeah you don't give us good support, so we're not going to use the poor yeah. support. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and actually, uh, the whole that whole thing makes me think of um, what is it called? Central control.
0: A universal control of being old. Universal to just, yeah. control.
1: That uh, I, I I was actually had been for like the last six months. Thinking, oh, I'm when I get my iPad, I'm I'm going to certainly be using Sidecar uh, on my MacBook, so I have more screen real estate. Right, and uh, I have yet to use <laughs> Sidecar <laughs> because because the iPad is so great by itself. But uh, yeah. I think that is that universal control is something I will use um, as soon as I upgrade my MacBook and my iPad, um, just because I, I find so often that. You know, I'll be on one device and I need to do something on the other device. Right. You know, and and so if they're not right both in front of me and convenient to get my hands on a keyboard or, you know, to touch the screen or something, um, having one keyboard and trackpad to, to do it uh, sh- sounds just wonderful. So,
0: yeah, it should be so nice not needing the airdrop a file right next to you and you just drag it right over to where it needs to go. Yeah. Yeah, and then something I've been pondering is uh, once we do get through external monitor support, uh, will Apple make like a Apple TV size desktop class iOS computer that they can sell for like three hundred bucks to be like the ultimate entry into like a little you know iOS mini device?
1: Yeah, you know um, that's that's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, It's it's kind of like will they you know will they merge Apple TV to iPad and, and and give you some some device. Um, that's a, a, an interesting concept.
0: Yeah, wouldn't it be bizarre if uh, they brought back like a front row for uh, the iOS Mini, <laughs> and uh, you have front row running, and you can also just use it as a desktop computer if you want to. Yeah,
1: um, that 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 actually is uh, some interesting possibilities there. Um, you know, I could see that it'd be nice for people to buy, as you say, you know, a, a fairly inexpensive kind of computer. Uh, to do their work particularly with some of these devices uh video devices that amazon and google are doing to and they seem to be marketing them to like older parents you know like hey kid get your get your parents this so you can see them on video once a week or whatever um but if you gave them something that they could actually use other than for video um that would be an interesting device
0: yeah and in schools these things would be like nearly indestructible and like you could outfit an entire lab pretty cheaply that way and yeah yeah, i don't know it's kind of interesting to think about once they have external monitor support for ipad what that means for the rest of the ecosystem i was thinking also about the ipad mini that they're talking about revamping to be more like the ipad pros as far as form factor and having that touch id button on the side it'll then become i think the ultimate Kind of clamshell iPad that you can then take on the go and use as a little tiny computer when you don't want it in clamshell mode. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of new options that will bring when they actually do this monitor support in a good way.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's kind of interesting. Um, you mentioned the Touch ID because um, because I have I have Face ID on my phone and I had have
0: Touch ID on the Mini. Yeah, this is your first Face ID iPad. How's that been? And this is
1: um, it's it's been interesting because (laughs) i'm left-handed and my left hand is often covering up the the camera (laughs) so i get this message a lot saying the camera is obscured or or covered up whatever the message is and i'm like oh i gotta move my hand um so yeah because i if i'm not if it's not sitting on the table you know if i happen to be holding it i'm usually holding it with my left hand and covering up the camera
0: so yeah sometimes i'll be i'll have my hand resting like on my cheek in front of my face a little bit and like i don't know who that is <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's something you would not do on an iphone because you're just like holding it but yeah as you're relaxed and working it's like oh move my hand out of the way yeah yeah and then um what what phone are you up to these days what are you using oh i have a
1: an x x x s max okay
0: so i'm yeah, a couple
1: of generations old. Nice. Um, I I had a six, six plus. I guess they used to call them. Yeah, the bigger screen uh, for forever until I finally upgraded to this, and I upgraded to this one like you know a few months before eleven was introduced. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I went from the six plus to the original SE to the twelve mini. So that was my trajectory there.
1: Yeah, my wife has gone to the smaller ones. Um, she she went. She's on the eleven Pro, which I think is yeah, that pretty was much the smallest, the smallest one, one, of, one.
0: That, of that generation. Yeah,
1: yep. yeah. I think it's even smaller than the current small one, right?
0: It is. Yeah. Uh, it's than the current small regular size but the 12 mini of course right, but, is the uh the new itty bitty that is itty bitty so yeah. nice um I, yeah i figure got a big ipad why do you need a big, a big phone is my philosophy uh, yeah. yeah
1: and and i i may reconsider that the next time i i look at iphones um although uh you know it's it's always good i i do i do a a tremendous amount of uh, my work stuff on my phone because we have a, a BYOD, bring your own device kind of thing. Yeah, uh, we work that uh, allows me to to look at my email or my Slack for work, and so. Um,
0: Is that something you'd want to do on your iPad if they let you? is that well actually all, I, yeah. I
1: do i i do have it on my ipad mini okay um and in fact there's a a, a new version a uh, different way that we're doing it uh that they just introduced which i put onto my ipad mini to replace the older version and i've been kind of beta testing that uh mm,
0: okay. and
1: um uh, it, it in it's more integrated with the microsoft suite um that look and whatnot and yeah so I, I i found it it kind of affects my use of microsoft products huh. uh, on my ipad mini um, it may be just because they don't have the settings firmed up and in, in how it's set up or whatever so i've resisted doing that with uh, with the ipad pro um just because i don't want to mess up my microsoft apps on that
0: yeah it's always a tricky thing bouncing work and you know home it, it's that's the other thing people have always wanted multiple user support it'd be handy just for the fact of let me boot to a brand new user just for work rather than there is focus mode but it'd be nice to just have a place where you can't mess stuff up on your personal end or they can't look at any of your data if you're concerned about that
1: yeah and and, and my work is very um very concerned about um, not only security of work data but uh but also privacy. They don't, yeah. they don't want to be looking at other things you're doing on your phone. So so they work pretty hard on on juggling those two things and keeping things separate. Yeah, that um, could be a
0: hard problem I can imagine these days is things get messier and messier with that. <laughs> do you use um yeah. Apple Mail? Or, so you probably have like a separate app for work email, and then is your personal email just done through Apple Mail these days?
1: Yeah, I, I, I do do Apple Mail. I've been... I've been toying with going to something different. Um, I actually have, a, and I can't remember the name of it, but there's a an, an add-on to Apple Mail that I use on the MacBook Pro um, that allows me to do much better sorting and filtering and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and so I've been looking for that same kind of ability with, with some application under iOS or iPadOS.
0: Big Mail just came out. So I had to try it out. It's... um definitely a the most expensive option on ios um i think it's like 70 dollars a year 67 dollars a year something like that but it's looks solid like looks like a really good offering um if you're willing to pay for a good email app that does a bunch of local processing it doesn't do uh the cloud stuff that some of the other offerings do oh
1: that's that's uh that's interesting i'll have to take a look at that
0: yeah i just i pre-ordered the uh beta or pre-ordered the uh the app before it came out and it showed up my phone the other day and it's uh, uh 10 bucks monthly or 78 yearly so that's their kind of pricing right now mm. and they have a 14 day free trial that i'm going to check out at some point and hopefully talk to the devs about it uh, on the show
1: yeah i'll uh, i'll be interested in hearing that
0: so um anything we haven't covered that you'd like to before we wrap it up
1: I don't think so um we've we've covered a lot i think we've caught up a lot so hopefully we can we can do this again in less than
0: 10 years yeah that'd be great Let's <laughs> <That's> not like the warriors yeah oh, yeah man. yeah it's a uh, good hearing your voice again it's uh it's like a trip back memory lane um a little we'll bit yeah so um where can people do you have anything you want to plug anything you want to point people towards um
1: you know i'm i'm kind of uh I'm kind of just on the cusp of, of doing some things, um, which I haven't really started. So I don't have anything to necessarily plug, but, uh, I'm, I'm John Finnan on, on Facebook and and I can't remember what I am on Instagram. I think
0: I'm John (laughs) Finnan there too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool deal.
1: But I am, I am going to be, uh, starting to push, uh, more content out, uh, concerning my, my off-road truck, which I'll I'll just tell everybody what my off-road trick is. It's a bit unusual. It is a it is a Steyr Puch Pinsgauer. Uh, Steyr Puch being a couple of uh, Austrian uh, car companies with a long history, and this is a Pinsgauer named after an Austrian horse um, vehicle. Mine is a six by six, uh, which is about the size of uh, a full-size pickup truck. It's not has six wheels three axles six wheels but it's not a huge thing it was actually made for for traveling uh military traveling in the austrian alps so it had to go down narrow trails and whatnot so it's not a real big vehicle but it'll go anywhere on six wheels it's like not very fast but it goes anywhere and so i'm i'm building up that um customizing that into kind of a, a camper thing nice and i belong to a club called the uh, Southwest Pinsgower, which is, uh, got a lot of folks here in the Phoenix area, but also around the world. Um, we've got people on a Facebook page, Southwest Pinsgower. And so I'm going to start putting out content, uh, videos from some of our treks into the wilderness and pictures and, and, uh, as well as, uh, maybe next time we talk, I'll be ready to pimp some stories that people can go by. Yeah. Um, science fiction primarily. Or, That's super but, cool. uh,
0: Yeah. Have you um, thought about getting GoPros that like mount to it for like some of the video stuff?
1: Yeah. I, I actually have a, a, a GoPro clone uh, that I have. I also have a, uh, this didn't have a, a rear view mirror because it's, uh, it's all enclosed in the back. So, yeah. um, you know, I just had side mirrors and I put in a camera the rear view and put in a rear view mirror that's a dash cam so i have a camera facing forward and a camera in the back and i record our trips on those cameras oh Um, very cool so yeah so i'll be putting some of those out
0: yeah it's always fun having like a lot of just good like footage like that for just editing and playing around with them in luma fusion um yeah well thank you so much john for your time tonight it's been great catching up and, and chatting with you
1: thanks for having me tim uh and uh yeah it's been been a good time and i'm glad we uh had the opportunity to get together
0: well that was my interview with john my thanks again to john first time recording this episode and my thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in get episodes early and with embedded chapter markers over at patreon.com slash ipad pros or get bonus content and early episodes by subscribing and apple podcasts with that I'll talk to everyone again real soon. Thanks for listening.